You're listening to From the Front Lines, a special podcast from WUFT during the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast provides daily updates on Florida's response to coronavirus with a particular focus on North Central Florida. In addition to news and important information, From the Front Lines will feature a member of the community who is working to keep the community safe or running during these challenging times. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and this is From the Front Lines. Here are the most recent COVID-19 numbers from around the state. Alachua County has 123 confirmed positive cases of COVID-19, according to the latest numbers from the State Department of Health. There have been no deaths and 16 people hospitalized as a result of the virus. Positive case numbers in the North Central Florida region include 79 in Clay County, 50 in Marion County, and 43 in Citrus County. Statewide, there are 12,350 positive cases of the coronavirus and are reported 221 deaths. Alachua County is putting back in place occupancy limits after gaining some clarity on Governor Ron DeSantis' safer-at-home order. Alachua County is putting back in place occupancy limits after gaining some clarity on Governor Ron DeSantis' safer-at-home order. All non-medical and non-residential businesses and activities allowed under the governor's orders shall limit occupancy by individuals, other than staff, to one per 100,000 square feet of covered space as determined by the local authority. Additional customers may line up outside waiting for entry as well as customers lined up for payment. All efforts should be made to assist customers in maintaining six feet of separation to comply with CDC guidance. A member of the Lake City Police Department has tested positive for COVID-19. According to Lake City PD, the officer was diagnosed on Friday and is currently in isolation at home and is in good condition. The officer had not exhibited symptoms and received a voluntary test as a precaution, as have many other first responders. A review of the officer's contacts over the past two weeks showed that the officer has not transported any prisoners or had any prolonged direct contact with any members of the public. When Governor Ron DeSantis issued a statewide 30-day stay-at-home order for all Florida residents last week, it came with mixed reactions. Some critics feel it is too little, too late. Professor Jeffrey Schwartz is one of them. The former Miami-Dade judge now teaches at the Western Michigan University Cooley Law School Tampa Bay campus. Schwartz said DeSantis's order comes across to him as a response to national pressure. His stay-at-home order really is, I've described it as almost being a nothing burger. Um, It is a document which is intended to make it look like he's doing something when he really isn't. Swartz also says the fact that DeSantis included religious services in churches, synagogues, and other houses of worship as part of the essential activities list is extremely careless during the pandemic. Speaking of the governor's guidelines on religious services, many church leaders are trying to stay connected with congregants while social distancing due to the coronavirus during Christianity's holiest week of the year. At the Church of the Redeemer in Sarasota on Thursday, Father Charleston Wilson handed out boxes with palms, special prayers, and rocks for children to paint at Easter. We said, come through, drive through, Holy Week in a box. We'll hand it to you, don't get out of your car. Online sermons are now commonplace. Wilson says he's been surprised to see how many people tune in. If I teach a class on a Wednesday night down at the church, I might have 30 or 40 people. That would be a very successful Wednesday night class. Now 600 people are watching things that I'm offering live on Wednesday evenings. His church pre-recorded Easter services weeks ago with a full choir, so it feels more like the real event when it airs on Sunday. While Floridians are practicing social distancing in their homes, what about those who are incarcerated? WUFT's Taylor Levesque spoke with Alachua County Sheriff's Office Public Information Officer Frank Kinsey. Kinsey says all inmates at the county jail are fully aware of the COVID-19 outbreak and the jail is following all necessary protocols to keep both guards and inmates safe. How has the routine of the jail changed since the outbreak of COVID-19? Since the early onset of COVID-19, 
uh, on-site visits to inmates were stopped so that we would not have people from out of the community coming into the um, facility. The, uh, the inmates are still allowed to uh, utilize the phone systems and they are able to video conference um, their visits through, uh, for, through an internet portal. That has been one of the big, the big changes at the jail. Also, the main lobby is closed except for um, criminal and sexual registration. That is still open and occurring in the lobby, um, but that is the only outside source that's coming into the jail. When the inmates are brought in, the inmates are given clean clothes. Their hands are washed. They are provided opportunity to have hygiene supplies throughout their stay at the jail and are encouraged to use them. Um, the inmates are also, once they are back in their housing areas, they're uh, provided opportunities, again, to sanitize their hands uh, and sanitize their living areas. The jail is still following all the protocols of Florida Model Jail standards and state accreditation standards as it comes towards cleanliness. And then in addition to that, staff has been using a, a, a mint-scented germicide to uh, additionally clean down the, the living areas and the common areas. Have you all been releasing inmates or providing alternate housing so everybody's more away from each other? No, as a wholesale, we are not releasing inmates. Um, we are working with the state attorney's office and the public defender's office to look at those individuals that, ha that qualify for a, a shorter stay and, and working through the regular judicial process to get them out faster. Um, but as a wholesale release, we are not releasing inmates. We are helping those that are close to release to maybe get a faster bond reduction hearing so that they can be afforded the opportunity through process to get out faster. Um, um, there's been no change in housing standards. There were, I believe, at least two incidences uh, an inmate was uh, exhibiting possible or potential symptoms of COVID. Uh, at that point, those two individuals were quarantined. We had on-site medical doctors and nurses we were able to quarantine them, get them tested. They pop tested negative. They were just symptomatic of some other some other offense. But we've had no uh, we've had no other housing changes due to COVID. It is still the same process. Have there been any positive diagnosis of officers or inmates? No, not at the Alachua County Jail. There's been zero positive tests. How are officers and inmates practicing social distancing? The inmates. Um, have been counseled and been, have been given literature and are fully aware of the pandemic that is occurring on the outside. Um, and the jail is, is working to comply with the um, best practices um, through social distancing as much as you can in a locked facility. Again, the, the sanitation and the hygiene aspect is what they're able to control and that's what they're really working on and controlling. Sometimes you can't keep cellmates six feet apart because of the way they bunk or an employee may have to be within six feet in order to communicate effectively with their partner. So they're, they're trying to meet in the middle at, when it comes to best guidelines. And are there any protocols for the officers? Are they being tested for symptoms before they go into work? No, they are not being tested for symptoms in the way that you might think of like a, an actual COVID test. Uh, there's constant screening going on, the, the, the screening questionnaire from the, the, uh, the health department. Have you traveled? Have you been on vacation? Supervisors are working with their subordinates to know whether or not they've flown back in town from a vacation. 
If they traveled anywhere that's been a hot spot, we're doing that verbal screening. That verbal screening is also occurring with any new inmates that come in. Um, have they traveled recently? Have they been to a hot spot area? Have they been previously diagnosed or exposed to anybody with COVID? That type of screening is occurring, but actual COVID tests for employees uh, and inmates is not occurring unless they are symptomatic. Is the jail prepared to handle a case of coronavirus? Yes, they are prepared. There are protocols that are there. There have been other outbreaks at the jail in, in, in the past. There have been regular outbreaks of the flu, uh, other diseases, um, and we have protocols in place. And we the numbers at the jail are down slightly, so that even gives us more wiggle room to put people in the best position to not be affected by that. Do you think the outbreak, you said that the numbers were down in the jail. Do you think this outbreak in the stay-at-home order has decreased your numbers? Stay-at-home order and the social distancing order is being practiced both in the community and in law enforcement. So law enforcement is not out there interacting with people as much. We too are trying to practice social distancing. If someone commits an offense and we conduct an investigation, and that crime allows us the opportunity to do some alternatives to incarceration, we are choosing those methods if the crime affords us the opportunity. And such that we're doing sworn complaints, notices to appear, citations. So our overall goal is not to bring any new people into the jail population unless we absolutely have to, unless their crime is severe enough that we have to. And do first appearances still go on every morning? First appearance? Is occurring every morning. There was no interruption in services between any of the uh, the governor or the county's orders. And yes, they're all teleconference, so they comply with all social distancing uh, protocols. From the Front Lines is a production of the Innovation News Center at the College of Journalism and Communications at the University of Florida. Thank you to our producers. Taylor Levesque, Daniela Mora, Anthony Montalto, Josh Williams, Melissa Fato, and Cameron Lund. Also, thanks to our fellow Florida public media stations for their contributions to this podcast. And a special thank you to Matt Abramson and Craig Lee for their work behind the scenes. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have a story to share with From the Front Lines, please send an email to news at wuft.org. That's news at wuft.org. Join us tomorrow for another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and of course... Thanks for listening.